Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Help Desk for Wednesday the 17th of March. My name is Peter Wells. And I'm Tess Bennett. And Tess, tell me all about Tinder. <laughs> Well, uh, Tinder news today is that the app, or Match Group rather, which owns Tinder and a bunch of other dating apps, is working with a non-profit called Garbo uh, to help customers find find out if their potential dating partner has a criminal record. Uh, as you can tell by the name, Garbo is not an Australian service. Uh, what it does is it allows people to find out whether someone uh, that they're interacting with has a criminal record or other court actions, uh, such as restraining orders. uh, And it can find that out for them with only their name and phone number. The service is expected to be integrated into Tinder later this year, but Hack, who've been following the dating app story very closely since uh, we've been doing this podcast, have confirmed that the feature won't be available in Australia. And yeah, it's 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 an interesting change of tactic for Tinder here. Yeah, I when you said Garbo was the name, I thought it was it must have been Australian that it must have been based on that. Taking out the trash. No, yeah, it it, it seems really strange to me. This seems very not what dating online dating is about it's sort of the way it's developed has just been two people in the the app ecosystem getting to know each other bringing in outside sources is interesting uh, it is an effort of course to to make things safer low low bar again for <laughs> does this person have an avo uh, or yeah, a restraining yeah. order against them man And a quick follow-up on yesterday's Media Code story. Facebook has now struck content deals with two of Australia's largest media companies, Rupert Murdoch's News Corp and Nine Entertainment. Details are still pretty scarce. Nine, the owner of the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age, has signed a letter of intent with the tech giant for use of its news articles, and that's according to industry sources reported in uh, those papers that are owned by Nine. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I love that. And News Corp has signed a multi-million dollar deal with Facebook for use of news articles from publications such as The Australian, The Daily Telegraph and The Herald Sun, as well as videos from Sky News Australia. So that's one less regulatory headache for Facebook to have to contend with. And guaranteeing that Sky News will be on your newsfeed is one more thing for Facebook users to deal with. And moving on, <laughs> moving on, Josh Taylor at The Guardian has a, a quick update in the live blog feed thingy that they have on their, on their front page. Uh, it hasn't become a full story yet, but it was talking about the uh, online safety bill that is making its way through the Senate now. He has mentioned that the Greens announced on Tuesday that they would vote against the legislation, which means that 
Labor and the crossbenchers have to support it. Uh, Labor MP Tim Watts expressed some concerns about the lack of oversight and transparency and is expected to announce a bunch of amendments around reporting from the commissioner and and about how the powers are used, as well as an internal review scheme. So that's good news for people who have been very concerned about the ramifications of this online safety bill. And the Sunday paper actually had a really good rundown of the issues surrounding the bill. There's a quote in uh, from that story that sort of sums up a lot of the issues, and that is, what might be appropriate for protecting children online can have very different effects when it comes to the rights of adults online. Uh, so that's a good one if you feel like this legislation is sort of whizzed past uh, without mm-hmm, taking mm-hmm. it in. Th- those are sort of the the general gist of the criticism against the the laws at the moment. And uh, it's good to see that Tim Watts is uh, getting on board because I, as in getting on board to review the legislation because he seems to be one of the most uh, uh, clued in members of our parliament. And sticking with Tim Watts, Alex Walker over at Kotaku has penned a love letter to three federal MPs, including Mr. Watts. He's talking about the increased noise and support for the video games industry coming from those three MPs, and that includes Susan Templeman, Josh Burns, and Mr. Watts. The reason for support from these three different MPs is put down to the fact that Burns' electorate covers the main areas of Melbourne that house a lot of the gaming market in Australia. Not only the indies like the amazing team that put together their Untitled Goose Game and a whole bunch of iOS games that people love to death around the world, but also many of the the larger companies like your EAs and stuff have their headquarters around his electorate. Uh, Templeman talked about how games provided a much-needed entertainment and connection during the pandemic and also pointed out that like 40% of gamers are over 65, so this idea that it's kids hiding in the bedrooms playing video games is just not accurate anymore. And Watts, again, the Shadow Minister, is probably the smartest dude when it comes to tech, I would say, of of all of our elected officials, at least the ones I've heard speak. Or maybe it's just the fact that he was really against COVID safe on Twitter. But either way, uh, it's it's encouraging signs for, for the video games industry, although it should be pointed out that all three members are part of the opposition. So yes, take that as you as you will. Yeah, this article is really celebrating increased noise and support as a positive indicator for things looking ahead or things changing uh, but does sort of note that there's that's a long you know it's falling short of any new grants or tax breaks which might actually you know tangible things that would help the industry develop that would be nice and if your life is still just completely consumed by zoom meetings there's a new free web widget that has come to the rescue yeah, it's a soundboard of, of things that may be interrupting you in the background of a Zoom meeting, including construction noise, a man weeping, bad connections, echoes, wind, the sound of a dog, an upset baby, and really classy urination. Mm, urination wouldn't be an option if like that hadn't come up in the pandemic already. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that yeah, that judge. Yeah, I remember that. I was saying anyway- that that girl who left it on during her Oh class. God! Yes, there were. Yeah, that was a great one too. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> to all the famous internet people out there, we salute you. And that's all we have time for today. Yeah, I think I can hear my baby crying. <laughs> and that must be my dog. See ya. See ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.